This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. It's Alana Willyfew, and I am with my program called Body Matters, where everybody in the body of Christ matters. And today I've got a very special guest. It's Pastor Ngozi Okurufa, and she is the founder um, of her ministry called Daughters Manifesting Sonship. Um, we're going to speak on a very interesting topic today. It's, it is saying yes to God when we don't understand. And I think that's a topic where many of us are at the moment. So, yes, let me introduce Nikozi. Um, so, yes, Pastor Nikozi, how are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you, Alana. And you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you so okay. much for joining me on this program. It's so nice to have you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. So, yes, Pastor Nikozi, just introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry and what you're involved in at the moment. Okay. Thank you, Alana. My name is Ngozi Okorafo. And like you already rightly said, I am Nigerian. I have lived in South Africa for close to 20 years now. And I live here with my husband. I'm married to a wonderful man called Okore, and we've been blessed with two children. We are both um, ordained pastors, and we currently pastor a home church called Full Life Church. Over to you, Alana. Yes. Okay, now that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, yeah, just the vision of the church. What has God laid on your heart for Full Life Church, where you are currently, you know, the, the founders of? Okay. So our vision for the church, and, the, and that comes, that's actually what the name of the church is based on, is on the scripture done. Uh, chapter 10, verse 10, which says that the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he, Jesus, has come to give life and in abundance. Amen. And so our mandate is to disciple and equip believers to live the full and abundant life that Jesus died to give us. So that's the mandate of yes. our church. Now yeah. that is amazing. And Nikozi, yeah. um, how long have you been in ministry for, more or less? Um, well, I would say about five years now. Okay, you know. sure. Yes. That that's a long time. And you and <laughs> both you and your husband are, are together in ministry. Yes, yes. Both of us are together in ministry. That's wonderful. And I just want to quickly your your ministry that you have found is called Daughters Manifesting Sonship. Can you just tell yes. us what that means, just in a in in one short sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Daughters Manifesting Sonship, actually, it was, we were looking for a name for a ministry that God had, you know, from the instruction that God gave uh, me to start. And the, the instruction was to awaken women to their identity and to their purpose. And okay. Romans 8.19 just seemed to fit so well with that mandate. And mm. that says, it says that the creation is waiting for the manifestation of them that are the sons of God. And in this instruction, God was asking us to go out as women and manifest our sonship and manifest our identity. 
So that's where the name comes from. Sure, that, that is amazing. Thank you. But we are going to, we're going to chat a little bit about that at a, at a later stage. I know that you've okay. got, um, you know, that you want to, to talk more about that. So yeah. I think we'll take, let's just take a, a short break and then we'll okay. come back and we'll carry on with that topic. Thank you, Alana. Yeah. This is Body Matters with Alana Willifier, and I'm with Pastor Ngozi, and we are chatting about the topic of saying yes to God when we don't understand. But we just want to come back to that question, Ngozi, about daughters manifesting yeah. sonship. When and yeah. how did you start this ministry? Okay. Um, Daughters Manifesting Sonship, or DMS, as we find, uh, we fondly call it because the name is uh, a so bit long. longest. Mm. Yeah, so we call it DMS. Well, DMS started in 2016. That's when it was officially commissioned. Um, but before then, I wasn't uh, thinking about starting a women's ministry or group, you know, for that matter. Mm. I was just going to church and serving in church, and that was way off off my radar. But the first time I had a clue about what God would do was at a worship evening at church, at the church which we attended at the Mm. time. And I remember that my plan for the night was to just go in there and, and with a journal and just, you know, in between worship, journal the things that God would lay on my heart, Mm. you know. And so I was not looking to receive a prophetic word or anything, but I, as it happened, I received a word about being called to women, you know. Okay. And I remember going away and not even giving it much thought because it seemed so far-fetched. I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about ministry. And I, I think about a year later, I started to feel a, a stirring in my heart, mm. you know, to bring... Uh, women together and the specific word was to awaken them like I said earlier to their identity and to their purpose yes and so initially what I thought I would do was to bring a few women like you know the friends that I knew which would be maybe about five ten fifteen <laughs> women <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> starting with my friends and yes. meet up at, at my place with over a cup of coffee and cake or something like mm. that and just share with them what God had placed on my heart. But God specifically called me back from that thinking and said, no, I'm seeing a hundred women. Sure, that is amazing. Yeah, so that breakfast event would eventually become Daughters Manifesting Sonship. But, you know, Alana, I just want to say that it's so interesting that the night God chose was the night I didn't want to engage at all. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to engage. You know, at church, normally during worship, they would switch off the light so that people could really tap in and flow in worship. Yes, and I, was, so cool. I, I knew the perfect spot to go, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't see anybody. But that was the night that God chose, you know, to interrupt interrupt my thinking and to place his word in my heart about what he wanted me to do, you know. So God knew exactly where to find me and how to interrupt the trajectory mm. of my life. Because if you remember, like I said initially, ministry was not part of a plan. You know, sure. being a good Christian was. Worshipping God in spirit and in truth was. Yes. But being um, ministry wasn't. 
you know, but God knew how to interrupt me and bring me back mm. to where he wanted me to go. And so my point is that God knows how and where to find us and to get us going, you know. And most times when we receive a word from God, we often get bogged down with the hows of execution. How will God do it or how mm. will he make it happen? And understandably, because normally when God gives us an instruction, it seems so big, you know, and I'm yes. sure you would have experienced that, Alana, yourself. It seems like such a big project. It's so much bigger than us. And what you, you actually know, initially God, intended. You said? I said it's so much bigger than what you initially what, intended. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's understandable because God is so much bigger than we are, mm. you know. you know. So, um, And so it brings me to someone like David, for instance, who was not planning to be king of Israel. I mean, he could not even have possibly foreseen that. He was tending sheep in his fields. You know, and yes. he was the last of seven children. So what were the chances, really, that if they were looking to anoint someone, it would be David, it would be the last, mm. it would be that obscure child somewhere in the field, you know, playing with animals, you know, but knew how and where to find him and when it was time. And after he was anointed, he went here. I'm not sure he went about thinking of how to plan a coup to oust Saul, who was yeah. the sitting thing at the time. But I'm sure he probably would have wondered, you know, why he was yes. being anointed when there was a sitting king. And he would have wondered about a few things. But then he went back to tending sheep until God triggered a set of events that brought him to prominence, you know. So you see. God knows exactly how to trigger things. And he I, knows when he mm. he knows when he says something about us. He knows how to trigger things to make his word come to pass. And our own part in all of this is to say yes to God. You know, even yes. when we don't understand where where he's going or where he might be taking us. Can Our part is to be obedient mm. to what he tells us to do, one instruction at a time, even when we don't understand the full picture. Can I add you know? to that, Nikozi? Nikozi, yeah. I yeah. also find in my experience with God, sometimes God gives you the yeah. prophecy or the vision. Yeah. Yeah. And we think it's always for now. You yes, know, we exactly. need to make it happen now. Yes, and exactly. I've experienced in my own personal capacity that sometimes God had given me a word and then I'm like, I yeah. need to get this thing into place now. Yeah. And yeah. then I find that as I'm, I'm so frustrated because I, I want to be obedient, but yeah. I've realized that the things God has told me were things yeah. that only manifested in five, six years down the line. And um, so yeah. and and sometimes I think we need to really um, wait on God for the next yeah. step because God gives you the vision, you get excited, but He takes that process yeah. of kind of preparing you for yeah. what lies ahead, and then you you're so frustrated in the meantime because you're thinking, yeah. but I'm sure I heard God right. Did I hear Him right? Why isn't yeah. things happening? Yeah. But yeah. God is always working behind the scenes. That's from my experience. Um, just to give an yeah. example, um, yeah. when I got saved, I 
I was so excited. I said, oh, God, I got Isaiah 61. And one of the scriptures yeah. in Isaiah 61 was that um, that I felt stood out for me was that I'm going to set the prisoners free. But being yeah. such a new Christian, I said to everybody, I'm going to work in the prison. I told everybody, God yeah. sitting his word, I'm going to work in the prison because I'm going to set the prisoners <laughs> free. Not free, really yeah. thinking it is, you know, setting you free from, you it know, emotion. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. anyway, lo and behold, six years later, I'm working at Fallsmore Prison. Yeah. And so that did come to pass, but, but not yeah. then. But, but, anyway, but you weren't going to open the physical prison doors for them. Yes, yes, yeah. no, definitely. And um, anyway, but I, the, the point was is that it was six years later that that actually yeah. manifested. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, ca carry on no, with your story. Fine. So just to, add to, just to add to the point you mm. just made, I, yes. I think that most times when we get a, a, a word from God, mm. he doesn't say anything about timing. You know, it's like Abraham who got a word that he would have a son, but God didn't speak about timing. That's right. You know, and, and for, for some of us, you know, like you said, who are very zealous and very keen on pleasing God, we can literally just take the word and run ahead of God, mm. you know. But we, that we, we are followers and God is the one leading us. And if he says a word, we have to, like you said, pray about it, sit with the word pray about it and then allow God to lead us, you mm. know, into the timing of that word. Because, so I was going mm, to, please uh, go ahead. Please. No, no, Shem, I just wanted to add to that where you yeah. sometimes say yeah. um, we, we go into, into works, into our fleshly works, into yeah. trying to, like you said, Abraham went eventually into his fleshly works yeah. to accomplish yeah. God's, but it is to rest in God. And in yeah. his timing, because he Absolutely. leads us sometimes little by little, but he also prepares us physically, mentally, and emotionally for what yeah. what he wants to entrust, um, yeah. you know, and give us for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would also like to, I mean, Abraham, when God told him to pack up his things, I mean, we celebrate this man to be this father of faith today, mm. but we you know, this he was told when he was with his father to pack up his things and go to a land where God would show him. You know, mm. and he, if you were to, if we were to look at that in today's terms, just picture yourself selling off your home, packing up your things, and people ask you where you're going, and you say you don't know. <sighs> you know that that was what this man did. Yes. <laughs> he went to a place where the destination was unknown, mm -hmm. just simply because God said so, you know. So there's no way that would have been easy, but he said yes. yes. And just to bring in a bit of our own, my own personal experience, uh, uh, my husband and I, in 2018, after DMS started, God called, called us out from the church where we worshipped and said that at the time, to start church in our home. And the instruction we had was just to open up our home at a, as a place of worship, you know. And so. we didn't understand it. We didn't, mm. like, you know. And for a while, and we obeyed, we did that. But for a while, it was just us and our two children. So it was a church of four people. And sometimes it did get lonely, and we didn't understand yes. what God was doing, you know. However, in March 2020, 
um, coronavirus happened and in March 2020, the lockdown happened mm. in South Africa. And it became clear that God had been preparing us for the times that we're currently in, sure. where the rules of church gathering would change, wow. you know. But uh, And also for a time where there would be greater awareness of the church mm-hmm. as not just the building where we meet, but as the body of Christ, you know. And as a body, we don't stop operating because the church, the doors of the buildings are closed. Yes, we that's keep, very we true. We keep going, you know. So just to bring me to my final point on this topic, Alana, is to say that if we make a decision to follow God, it will mean doing things and going places where we don't understand simply because God said so. Mm. Yeah. And I just want to add one last thing to that. I think there's so many times, even when God, yes, and I I find myself, this topic is so relevant to me because I find myself in a place where I feel in my heart is where God has placed me. And this is, you know, something that I else that I'm doing. Um, and, you know, and things seem to not be moving. There's no progress. And you, yeah. you're frustrated because you're thinking, but I really felt like I've heard God. And I think yeah. out there today, so many listeners are also in a place where they yeah. felt that God said, go there, do this, um, yeah. take this job. And, yeah. you know, and, or start this new business, but it's it's taking yeah. just long. But if God yeah. says so, then yeah. you stick to it because we yeah. don't know the final outcome. Yeah, uh, and uh, and if you don't mind me just adding yes, to of that, course, just to realize that when we follow God, He takes us on a journey, you know. And so, like when we just get into our car and we go away for the weekend or something, mm. we realize that. There are stops on the way. There are refueling stops on the way. There are stops. There are different. I mean, you know, we stop to eat. We stop mm. to refuel the car. Following God is like that. Yes. It's, it's a journey. So he leads us. I mean, look at what Abraham had to go through. There were places where there was so much contention that, but eventually brought into a place where there was no contention. So, when we follow God, it's just never a straightforward process. Mm. And I mean, know. it's the same as the Egyptians when they got into yes, exactly. into into the desert and they were saying, yes. isn't it better off in Egypt, you know? Why did you bring us <laughs> yes. to this, this God-forsaken exactly. land? And um, yes. But God had a purpose through, you know, Absolutely. throughout all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I want to come back to to, new, to that to what you've mentioned earlier on, Ngozi, yeah. about um, you know where you were getting together. This is with daughters manifesting sonship, where you said you were going to get together, and you yeah. said that um, you know you were thinking of getting five or ten women together, but then yeah. you felt God clearly <laughs> say to you that you yeah. need to get a, a hundred women. Tell yeah. me, how did you execute that process and how? what was yeah. the outcome? Yes. So, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, and I always emphasize this, that ministry was not in the plan, was not yeah. part of the plan. Mm. And that starting a women's group was also, you know, the farthest thing from my mind. But as, um, it beca- as God started to stir my heart, you know, and said, bring a hundred women together, it became clear that, you know, what God was asking me to do, you know. And so my question then became, Lord, where do I find a hundred women, mm-hmm. you know? 
Uh, I know 10, I know 15, but where do I find a hundred women? Mm. Um, but however, the Holy Spirit gave strategy and it, you know, just ties in with what you said earlier, that when we receive the word, we need to sit with the word. You know, the Holy mm. Spirit gave me strategy for the execution of this assignment. And suddenly this idea just, you know, flowed into my heart. I did not know a hundred women, but mm. I belonged to a local church and I knew I could find 10 women. And I know that those 10 women would know 10 women Yes. you know. And so that became, and that would give 10 times 10 would give us a hundred, you know. Mm. So um, my task, my immediate task then became how to find those 10 women. And I say find because then you had to, I had to look for women who would support the vision, Mm. you know, that God had given me. And who would commit to it, you know? So I had to prayerfully uh, find those ten women among my network of women uh, who I could sell, if I would put it that way, the vision to. And so when we convened that group of ten women, that became the working committee for planning the okay. breakfast. So was yes, so yeah. So no. we would meet and we would pray and you know and we would plan. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, I just want to clarify. So the 100 yeah. women that you gathered together, who you yeah. said would have the same vision, was that yeah. your part of your ministry? Were they your ministry leaders at the, or, or, or helpers in, in Daughters Manifesting Sonship? Yeah. No, they were not, like I said, the, the group didn't even exist. The ministry didn't even exist yes. prior to this time. Okay, okay. You Sorry, know. that's but good. Just put it, in pers- yeah. <laughs> put it in perspective. <laughs> it no, no, it didn't even <laughs> exist at okay. this time. I only just had a name. And then I had the task of getting 10 women. And those 10 women were women that I went to church with, um, Powerhouse uh, Ministries International at the time. So these were women who were close to me, who um, at the time I functioned in the inner healing ministry. And, you know, so it was then those women that I prayerfully approached and said to them, this is what God has asked me to do. Would you like to be part of this move of God? And those were the women who were, uh, you know, who formed the initial 10-woman committee that we had. That is amazing. So you just got the name. Did the yes. first instruction, being obedient yes. to God, and got the women yes. together. And, yes. and then from there onwards? And so from then onwards, it then became, and they were also excited, you know, about this vision. Actually, I had one of the women tell me that she had received a word from God, that God was going to put her in a women's group, and she had been waiting for for that. So actually, That's... her word to me was, Ngozi, I've been waiting for this word, for the manifestation of this word that God gave me, you know. So for her, it wasn't a hard sell at all. She just said, yes, I will be part of of the group. So we would meet regularly and pray and plan and, you know, and and I just want to say something that Mm. um, we had actually thought that part of our strategy in reaching out to our own network of women would be to advertise. And so we gathered and we made an, a very amateur video of advertisement. We shot a video with uh, um, 
an iPhone because we're well so low on on there was no pre-existing <laughs> budget. <laughs> so we yes. we met and we shot this video that we were going to air in church and people would see it and they they would buy the tickets and all mm. of that. But Alana, I tell you, before the Sunday before that advertisement was supposed to go out, we sold out on all the tickets. Oh, that is you know, amazing. We completely sold out. And so that was God backing up his instruction with with action, you know. Mm-hmm. And and God was saying as well that I don't need you to advertise. I'm with you on this task, wow. you know, and I will bring the women. So we were sold out completely. And was and, it a conference that you were, were keeping that, that was sold out? Sorry, was I it didn't. a conference that you were, were you that you were doing, or was it a workshop that you were keeping it, that you it sold? It was a th- breakfast event. A breakfast event. Okay. Event. Yeah, and so just to add to to that, that you know, sometimes we do not realize that God is actually a very strategic God. You know, I mean, look at how He went about the work of creation. He took a big task and He broke it up into parts and mm-hmm. He spread them out over six days. Uh, you know, mm. and it, every day he had a task and he started with creating light because he knew that he had to dispel darkness, you yes. know, for him to create everything else. And every day he had a task on the first day, on the second day, on the third day, there was something to create until he was done, mm. you know. And so we see that everything all through the Bible, we see this very strategic aspect of God, you know. and so. Um, um, it just shows that if we have to do anything that God has called us to do, we have to be strategic ourselves. You know, we cannot, if God is a God of strategy and he tells you to do something, you can't just dabble into it and have no plan. You know, yes. we need to, and we need wisdom to accomplish whatever it is that God has called us to do. And but not just any kind of wisdom, but godly wisdom as well, because the Bible distinguishes between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. And you mm. can use worldly wisdom to execute a, a godly assignment, if that mm. makes sense. You yes. know, you have to ask God for strategy to uh, accomplish the task that he has given to us. And the Holy Spirit is here, ever present to help us mm. uh, with that, you know. And it's so, so, it's so great that yeah. you always mention Holy Spirit. And I know you've mentioned yeah. that a few times on help and wisdom. Yeah. And I yeah. think sometimes just, I know I'm throwing it a little bit off the point, but I just want to focus yeah. on Holy Spirit. Where, yeah. When we've got things to do, and I've also realized this in my life, even when it comes to cleaning house, when it comes to yeah. anything, the Holy Spirit yeah. is the helper. If it comes Absolutely. to ministry, it's the helper. And we f- sometimes Absolutely. forget to ask Holy Spirit. We sometimes yes. focus on Jesus. We focus on yeah. God. But we, yeah. we forget Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit yeah. is such an important part of the Trinity when it comes yeah. to, I need to help. I mean, I run sometimes. And I yeah. say, Holy Spirit, yeah. just be with me and help me to run. It's simple, simple yeah. thing. Yeah. But he is the helper. And he is yeah. the spirit of truth. And he is yeah. the, the one that gives us also wisdom. So yeah. it's just interesting that you mentioned it because I just want to emphasize yeah. on the fact that he's the helper and we need to Absolutely. ask him for help. Absolutely. So, and he's an ever-present help. Yes. And it's so interesting what you say, Alana, because a lot of us really get the Holy Spirit to spiritual things mm-hmm. alone. 
But like you said, if you're cleaning house, you can say, please help me. You can reach out to him. If you're running, you can say, please help me. Yeah. You know, I know there have been times that I drive into a, a, a very busy park, a, a mall, and I mm. say, God, holy, it is, I just need parking. I need, mm. you know, and yes. I find it. I kid you not. I He always gives me parking. So, I mean, if he cares about something so elementary, such as mm. parking, what else? He cares about everything yes. about us, you know. So, um, and just to bring me to the next point is that we're, we're actually mm. not supposed to do the work of ministry alone. You know, the holy, dis- the, the early disciples never did the work of ministry alone. You know, they were initially yes. with Jesus, the ones who were with, when Jesus was there, Jesus was with them. And before Jesus left, he gave them instructions and said to wait to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you will be my witnesses. Mm. So it is the Holy Spirit who empowers us to do the work. And to do the know, will of God. To do the work of God. And and so we see that, you know, that we're, we're they waited. They obeyed Jesus. They waited. And mm. when the Holy Spirit came, we saw the difference that he made. Peter, who had acted earlier so cowardly and denied Jesus three, three times, had the boldness to stand up and speak in front of a crowd, mm. you know. And as the Bible says, in one day, 3,000 souls were added to the church, you know, uh, as opposed to if they had gone off and tried to do it on their own. I'm sure it would have been, it would have taken a lot longer and more difficult to convince 3,000 people. And it wouldn't have been powerful because it says, absolutely. and it just brings me back to that scripture again that says, not by power, not by might, but by by my my spirit, spirit. says the Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, just think about the early disciples trying to speak um, three different, uh, 3,000 different languages or mm. to engage so many different cultures. But when the Holy Spirit came and the evidence of them receiving the Holy Spirit, which was speaking in tongues, the tongues then became a tool for evangelism because all the men there had them speak in their own language mm-hmm. and they had them praising God and mm-hmm. that facilitated the work of God. So the difference there was receiving strategy from the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes a difference and he definitely did in DMS, in the direction that DMS took from the first breakfast up until now and we're coming up to five years. Wow, that's been you know. a long time. Yes, yes. So that's that's it, Alana, on this point for me. Yeah. So Nikosi, in in any of your time of ministry or even with DMS, um, is there anything that you can maybe that stood out for you or that you can testify of God's goodness in in this time? Um, I just you know, and with that question, I would say, Alana, where like where do I begin? I am amazed. I am amazed at the work of God. And first and foremost, I mean, we look, we think of miracles in terms of maybe a limb growing out or the, the blind eye seeing and all of that. But I would say that the miracle that we see mostly is the transformation of the women's lives right yeah. before our eyes. Yeah. From the first time they attend the meeting to maybe 
two, three months down the line, the transformation that happens just by uh, uh, coming in contact with the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, mm-hmm. you just see the transformational power of the Word of God and of the Holy Spirit. And then we've seen, we've seen uh, uh, years of trauma being broken because really mm-hmm. women, women can go into fulfilling their purpose if there's trauma sitting on the inside that hasn't been dealt with. That is true. You know? So we see them dealing, God dislodging years of trauma, generational trauma even. And we've seen um, people just keep leaving habits you know, habits that have breaking habits, breaking habits, you know, God breaking habits over their lives, habits that had controlled them, you know, before that time. And they had tried several times to stop mm. and they couldn't stop. But we just see the power of, Holy, of the Holy Spirit breaking, setting them free sure. from those habits. So it's it's just amazing to see, Alana. It's really mm. just amazing to see. So yeah. just, just in a nutshell, then, if you would just yeah. stay... DMS daughters manifesting sonship. So yes. you you would say it would be kind of ministering to women in in all areas, like you said, preaching the word, praying for yes. them, um, yes. kind of just connecting to where their needs are, um, breaking strongholds. Um, yes. You know, so ministering to them in in every area that is that they Necessary. they okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, there, it isn't really a template yes. for it. And, and that's spirit-led. the beautiful thing. Yes, it's spirit-led. That's the beautiful thing about mm. working with the Holy Spirit is that you can go with a template. You can go with a format and say this is how it's going to go because every woman is different. Mm. And with every woman, the Holy Spirit will direct you what to do. You know. Okay, so you've been hosting just um, just to give a little bit of um, insight. Been hosting yeah. women's camps and women's breakfasts. Is, is that how you go about, um, you know, ministering to people? Um, we actually uh, have monthly meetings. Okay, you know that we have. Uh, we always try to meet. I say try because. Sometimes when the lockdown happens, then we mm. postpone, yes. you know, but we try to have a, a, a meeting, uh, meet one Saturday every month. Okay. And the, the way it works is that when a woman is coming, you invite a lady friend, yes. you know, and if you've witnessed the power of God, that's the, actually, that's the best way to invite evangelize. Mm. The woman at the well, when she met Jesus, she ran off to bring people and say, yes. come and see the man who told me about me. You know, so but every year, besides our monthly meetings, we have a, a camp which is called the Unstoppable Woman Annual Retreat. Sure. You know? So we have that camp and we have one coming up in October. Okay, but you're going to share yeah. a little bit more about it later. Yes. So we're going to have a short break. And um, if anybody wants to get a pen and paper ready, if you'd yeah. like to contact um, Ngozi, I'm going to give her details to you after this break. So stay okay. tuned. All right. This is Body Matters with Alana Willyfree, and I'm with Pastor Ngozi. And we're just ending off with our discussion of saying yes to God when we don't understand. Yeah. Um, so, Pastor Ngozi, you just ended yeah. on that note of, you know, once a year you do a camp and all of that. So, yeah. do you want to just tell us a little bit about the camps, how you normally strategize your camp 
And yeah. um, if if you've got an upcoming camp, which you've mentioned, if you can just mention the date again, and then also yeah. just give us some details of if anyone wants to, you know, contact you or wants to yeah. attend one of these women camps, how can they go about doing that? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Alana. Um, we, DMS has a, a leadership group and uh, we normally come together every year and we plan this camp, uh, and not actually a camp because a camp suggests that you, you know, pitch up in tents. It's actually a retreat, you okay. know, a, a women's retreat, because we think that besides the monthly meetings we have, that a, a period of extended rest is important, mm. you know, for everyone, you know, but more so for women. So we have these uh, annual retreats that we plan and we go away somewhere. This year, we're going to the um, to the Rocklands Christian Center in, in Simonstown, like we also did last year. It's a beautiful venue mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, with hills and the ocean, just to you know give that backdrop of relaxation. Yes. And where we have teachings on on whatever the theme of of you know of the year is. But the general overarching theme really is the unstoppable woman, to how to keep okay. going in spite of everything. So we have one coming up um, in October 22nd to uh, the 24th of October this year. And we can only pick 50 women. And I can tell you that we're almost, we're over 30 at the moment. Wow, so, so uh, people are booking a, way in yes, advance. Yeah, and that's to tell you how really important it is that mm. women find time in their busyness, if I can say that, yes. to get away where it's just them and God and connecting with other people. Mm. So I would say that, you know, if anybody is interested in attending, to get in touch and, you know, secure their spot and wait for October. Yeah. Okay, and so do you want to give yeah. them your details if they want to email you or maybe your number, what you feel comfortable with? Yes, um, they can reach me on 083-762-3444. Uh, I'll take the number again, 083-762-319. Or alternatively, they can email me on ngozi.okorafor at gmail.com. I think you might have to spell that, Ngozi. Oh, that's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to give my number. First. So I, just, I think just, if they, I think Alan, I think if they have my number, it's fine. Okay, okay. And then we can give more details when they call. That's okay, fine. now that's not a yes. problem. If you're happy with that, yes. that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Okay, great. And and before yeah. we end off, um, yeah. Ngozi, is there anything that you would like to just set God's light on your heart for the listeners out there? before I ask you to pray for us. Yeah, um, thank you, Alana. I would say that, you know, this is a time of great awakening, you know. Um, mm. With DMS, with the first breakfast we had, it was an awakening to purpose. And that was the title given to us by God, an awakening to purpose. But I believe that now there is even a greater awakening to stand for the children of God to arise and stand and become the people that God has called them to be, regardless of where they are, and Mm. not to be afraid to speak up, you know. Mm. Manifest sonship, you know, that's my parting message. Stand up and manifest sonship, you know. 
Okay, and I just want to say, yeah. when you say manifest sonship, that is yeah. taking up your authority yeah. as a daughter of the Most High. Yes, yes. but understanding who you are even mm-hmm. first, because of, there's authority attached to identity. So you cannot go and manifest sonship if you don't realize who your father you is, who you are, <laughs> who your father is, and from, because the authority stems from your father. If you don't know who God is, how can you know who you are, and how can you manifest anything? Mm. You know, so a call to manifest sonship is a call to to actually demonstrate the authority and the power and mm. the knowing of who you are as a child of God. Yeah, and that's your yeah. ministry. That's your calling yeah. to get women yeah. to that point yeah. where they can take yeah. up their authority. And, Absolutely. you know, just the scripture that came to mind as you were talking earlier, that one in yeah. Isaiah that says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and yes. the glory of the Lord yes. has the Lord risen, upon, risen you. upon you. Absolutely. And um, just to add to that, I think that we are, I know we would, the, the time that we're in now, it seems like very dark days. Yeah. But it's for us as Christians to shine yeah. brighter because the, the darker the time, the brighter the light. And, Absolutely, um, and yeah. yeah, so that just ties into what you've said. Um, yeah. Nkosi, Nkosi, do you want to just pray for us, whatever God lays on your heart? Yes, I would love to pray. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Alana. Um so, Father Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we can speak your word over the airwaves or airwaves of our nation, South Africa. And Father, regardless of, of the darkness of the times, Father, we speak your comfort into the hearts of people, oh God, who have lost loved ones. And we speak your hope into the hearts of people, of the people of South Africa, for the people who have lost jobs and lost sources of livelihood and are wondering how are we going to make it work and who don't see the point of waking up uh, to a fresh day every day. Father, we speak your hope into their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus and we displace fear with faith and boldness and courage and we declare peace over our land and finally, Lord, we ask for a great awakening of your people to their identity and to their purpose in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Nakuzi, for praying for so us and for that for, for that word and just for you know just sharing with us God's goodness and what you're doing Thank in your you. ministry. And Thank I really so pray that God Alana. will bless you and um, you. with your work that lies ahead. And I know that you are touching many women's lives. Thank and you so I know I know you, and I know that um, you know God is. Um, definitely anointed you to do what you are doing and that it's a God-ordained ministry. So keep up the good work and uh, pray God's blessings over you. So thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on Body Matters. We will meet again next Saturday, same time, same frequency, with more great conversation. From me, Alana Willifee, have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.